Just when you thought it was safe to go back to the library, Books You Should Read is coming back to simplysyndicated.com, this time with a little bit of a different approach, but still fueled by you. So send in your reviews of books you love or even books you don't love. We'd like to hear them all. Meanwhile, I'll be hosting every week. My name is Kennedy, and I'll be talking to you very soon. So, do we want to go straight back into it? Start again with... From scratch? Yeah. Might as well. Do this properly. Do it right. Sounds good to me. Once more with feeling. Welcome to World One Stage One. Welcome. <laughs> I'm going to shiv you. I'm just saying, Hi, Troy. Welcome. welcome to World One. Stage. <laughs> I'm going to shiv you. Do you want to be shivved? I would rather not. Hello and welcome to World One Stage One. I'm Simon. I'm Jack. And I'm Troy. Ah, right. Let's see if this works. So, just as a heads up to our listeners, this is the third time in total we've tried to record this show Isn't for you. Is this the fourth time now? Didn't we try Elder Scrolls twice? Before? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. twice and before. And then once before today. Oh dear, it is the fourth this time. The fourth time we've tried to record this episode. This is how much we love this game and, and love you guys and want you to have a good time listening to our... I I want to say amazing. Our suffering. This is the tribute to the best podcast in the world. Which, funnily enough, didn't sound anything like this podcast. Uh, Half-Life 2 is no longer... Well, Half-Life, even, is no longer the most problematic episode in World 1 Stage 1 history. Hooray! This has taken the title by a long shot. Hooray, we're still rubbish. And the podcast as a whole, well, has been quiet the last week, as you may have noticed. That's because we haven't had a chance to record since I got back from the wilds of Scotland without internet. I'm going to see if I can make it through this entire episode without insulting any single nation. Oh no, we've lost your massive xenophobic tirade. I am not xenophobic and I did not have a massive xenophobic tirade. You might have had a slight xenophobic tirade. No, he had a xenophobic tirade. I refute that. We got listener mail from an Australian, and I didn't insult him once. Speaking you of did which, a bit. <laughs> yeah, let's go to the list. I did, I did not. I even I even commented that his hey, his question was really good. That episode's lost. They don't know. You just sound like a liar. <laughs> no, you sound like a liar, Jack. History is written by the editor. So, oh no, Lazarus Desard writes us uh, to add himself to our dozens of fans. In his words, dozens. Dozens? That's not how you spell three. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And informs us we now officially have a following in the convict colonies. Yay! Specifically Melbourne. We already... Didn't we? We might do. I think you scared them off. Yeah, possibly. With all my talk of reformation and Jesus. We also have um, followers right here in in town as well. What? One of our (gasps) mutual friends recently discovered the podcast completely... uh, through no fault of our own. Really? An yes. outside agency introduced him to Simply Syndicated Network. Huh. 
And then he uh, uh, saw, oh, gaming podcast. And then I got an MSN from him going, do you have a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was kind of fun. Wow. So, yeah. Uh, and Lazarus Desaad has a couple of questions for us. These are good questions. They're good questions. They're Though good we haven't questions. heard them before. We haven't. No, no. This is we're gonna have the to think about. The reactions you hear now are completely honest and genuine first-time responses to the questions. So to begin, regardless of the game's actual quality, what game holds the fondest memories for you? Communism. It could be a game you were really into as a kid. Communism. <laughs> Something you associate with a really good time in your life. Communism? Or just something that totally blew you away and continues to do so to this day. Communism. Wait, what did you say? Communism. Oh, I thought you said Rathburger. No, not quite. Not quite. It was a worse burger. <laughs> a much worse burger. And as always, when we re-record an episode, we're staying brilliantly on topic. Yeah. We haven't you, got you to think the topic we'll be able yet. To, we'd be able to condense it down and be like, right, professionalism here we go bam 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 <laughs> fact story anecdote go chuckle chuckle off we are instead no. what happens is we just become offensive in a new way imagine a clown car full of really retarded donkeys and that's pretty much right that's the second time you've brought up clown cars today and sadly i lost the first incident of clown cars <laughs> so as far as anyone knows that's the first time i've mentioned clown cars except that i've educated them shit <laughs> anyway back to i'm, I'm why am I keeping everyone on topic today? I'm really scared. because you're tall. So, Troy, yeah. fondest memories. Fondest memories. Now, I went through this and I explained what it was about the game, which is awesome, and I'll touch on it briefly again. But my fondest memory of gaming in all of my life was when I was a nipper playing M1 Tank Platoon. It was a game which was wildly detailed for the time. I think it was 91, 92, off the top of my head. But it was a game which... You commanded a platoon of Abrams battle tanks. But more than that, you also commanded their support lines, their uh, other units in the field, air support, artillery, smoke grenades, and shit like that. And as I pointed out, this was a game which came with a keyboard overlay. Which many people remember from the days of simulating. Oh yeah, you know, the plus key turns on your smoke grenades, sorry, uh, turns on smoke from your engines. You'd, you'd be lying if you said that minus was what turned it off. So this is where the keyboard uh, overlay came into practice, and eventually I I played that game so much I could play it without the overlay. And... It's always the sign that you've arrived in a simulator. Oh, yeah. And I, I failed maths that year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'd like to think that's an unrelated idiocy, you know? But no, M1 Tank Platoon, definitely one of my favourite moments in all of gaming. Cool. Jack? Uh, I had two, and again, I'll sort of briefly uh, touch on them. One was, um, <laughs> for fondest memories was, don't, don't you laugh. <laughs> you briefly touch. <laughs> you started it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for fondest memories, yeah, definitely. Um, Silent Hill 2 was one that came up because first game that ever scared the crap out of me. And I think you two will both recognise that I am a guy that likes horror in movies oh, yeah. and games and roleplay games and whatever yeah. and all that sort of stuff. So You're a, a twisted motherfucker, oh, yes, that, that's true. So for a game to actually scare me was was a feat and one that really made it stuck with me and go, holy shit, this be awesome. And it is, and it was, and it still is, and it am. But for amount of time, like, completely sunk into a game and, like, 
so many hours and hours and days and months of my life hissed away on a game. <laughs> the original Golden Axe on the Mega Drive, because we had a little thing that had six games in one, and oh, Golden Axe and Shinobi and Streets of Rage and that sort of stuff. <laughs> but only one of those games was good. Bare knuckle for our uh, American listeners. And but for me... Did you use Bare Knuckle? No, I was going to say, and for me, my favourite oh, yeah. moment in gaming. Although, actually, just to touch on, I'm surprised that the question was regardless of game quality. I'm, I'm amazed Path hasn't come out of your mouth yet. Um, oh. See, this, this is the thing. is I, 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 I'm getting a little sick of mentioning the Path now. because <laughs> You're I, just going to save it for the episode. Basically, I'm getting the feeling we're never going to do the episode Oh, on we it. totally are. We totally are, but... Now that I've played it, we have to. I, I don't want. I do not want to sound like a stuck record cool. for our listeners. Cool, that's fair enough. I do. Elite is my fondest <laughs> memory in gaming. Oh, fine. Well, fuck you then. The path. The path. The path. The path. <laughs> the path. Just because it did the impossible, as far as my tiny little childhood mind was concerned. My tiny little mind. Uh, given that all the games at that point, <laughs> Jack has gone. <laughs> gotcha. For those of our listeners who can't see us, Jack is trying to drink tea. Quite hot tea. Through the nose now. <laughs> Flawless yes. victory. Gotcha, the clown. Do you have any last words? This was at a time when gaming was simpler. This was before either of my co-hosts were born. And the majority of games were... 2D sprites on a 2D field, very simple, and I could do that. It's, you know, like a lot of classic car enthusiasts love the fact that they know how that car works and they can take it apart and rebuild it. I was the same way with games then. I knew what was going on and I thought, given the time and inclination, I could make that happen. I don't have the time or the inclination, but I could. Then Elite came along and it was 3D and it was a galaxy on a disc and none of your highfalutin fancy modern 1.4 megabyte floppy disks. No, we're talking BBCB micro disks. That was that was floppy for a reason. Floppy for a reason. It flopped. <laughs> <laughs> you, you could indeed flop one out. We've got to go back to these old jokes because floppy <laughs> never stops being a funny word. I just love that disks, regardless of how they're used in computing, are either floppy or hard. And both of those things are wonderful. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> Raising the bar since 1993. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. He also asks, what game can you class as your nemesis? Something that makes you grind your teeth in fury at the very mention of it. Perhaps the basis for a crippling phobia later <laughs> in life. Extra points if it involves a fear of chickens. I have a crippling phobia of shotgun tit gun mistresses. This is the thing. When we went through this originally, I'm Troy so said... I'm so disappointed we've lost the rage. I know, because when we originally went through this, Troy said he had no nemesis. And then Jack mentioned Bayonetta. And it all came out. Uh, see, what was it? It was the first show I was in, wasn't it? I think it? it was, yeah. Yeah? Are they still available on worldmostage1.com? Uh, or they'll be on iTunes, uh, won't they? Uh, yes, No. Oh, don't tell me we've... I need to get on it, and I can make the archive available, but they're not currently. You should do. Yeah. Because, like... 
totally. Old, the old shows are great. They are great. Basically, for Troy's views on Bayonetta, see the rant in his first ever episode, but also add slag. <laughs> I think it, it really kicked up a notch when I pointed out that I like Bayonetta. Yeah. 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 But sadly, we can't, we can't that is a moment that will never be... Never be with us again. I would say I can never be that angry again. Oh, but, you will be. But yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, Jack, do you have a gaming nemesis? Oh, God, no, no, no. Heavenly Sword! <laughs> <laughs> Heavenly fucking sword. Twing twang, can it be playtime now? Uh, now, listeners will be sad to hear that this is another moment of rage lost to time when I first informed Jack that the head of the project of Heavenly Sword. I've got a bit. This wasn't that wasn't rage. This was sort of a delicious moment of, are you fucking kidding me? Recently went on record as saying the the most important thing in gaming, the thing that even gameplay can sacrifice to uh, prop up, is the story. Story is the crucial element, and telling a good story is is most important. Now I play JRPGs. I fully agree with that statement, <laughs> but it shouldn't come out of the man. That endorsed a game with a ga- with a storyline as mind wrenchingly shit balls <laughs> as Heavenly Sword. Now, in fairness, you've not finished Heavenly Sword. You don't know. It might be an incredible story by the end of it. Yeah, the writers of Lost might have come in to save the day. Oh, you can shut up and fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> I think he was being ironic. Speaking of great endings, that came out of left field because the writing was always super. Well, Lost did end. Yeah. Did it end or did it stop? I don't care. It's gone. Yes. That's the most most important thing. It can't hurt us anymore. Exactly. The world is free from the tyranny that is Lost. And people saying, did you see the last episode of Lost? Oh my god, wasn't it amazing? No, but in in defense, I did see the first episode of Lost. Which is probably the best. Yeah, because like, it's before everything really goes batshit! I don't know. Pretty batshit. Yeah. There was like a thing in the woods and it was like eating people or something. Is it a polar bear? Yeah, what the fuck? Never mind. We're getting really off topic and talking about something really <laughs> shit. When instead, yes, we should we be talk- when instead we should be talking about things that we hate. Oh, yeah. Mm. Since my gaming nemesis is, to, to raise the tone a little bit, a game I love. Which is Super Mario a World on the Game Boy. Because I do love it. I loved it when I was a child, and I love it now. But Physically, and in front of everyone. Yep. Physically, publicly. <laughs> this guy's <laughs> uh, However, I've never finished it to this day. I mean, admittedly, I haven't tried in many years. Admittedly, these days I might have a better chance of finishing it, but then again, my sort of aged, withered reactions might be... Mean I don't I'm so even... glad you said reactions. I <laughs> <laughs> mean, I can't even get as far as I used to. That's what she said. Oh, man. Okay, I think that's that's enough for letter time for this week. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. There's some informed and reasonable answers to what were actually really good questions. Okay. Now, you know, on an unrelated note... <laughs> Please not unrelated. Okay, never I'll mind put then. your head in a washing machine so and then now... kick your ass. <laughs> right. Can I, can I make a... I'd like to make a, a motion. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, cover your nose. <laughs> I'd like to put forward a motion that we very quickly brisk over Arena and Daggerfall. 
Okay. Let's just let's just, we'll go let's just go, let's just go. A reader of Daggerfall. These are the reasons why they were made. And Bethesda. Cool. Okay. Let's talk about Morrowind because we've spoken about them four times. All right. So, and basically, when you said let's do an Elder Scrolls show, you meant let's do a Morrowind show. Yeah. I don't know. What I meant let's let's get to Morrowind. Mm. Let's give people perspective on where Morrowind came from. It's checkered past. But you wanted to talk about Morrowind. Think, Shit. Yeah. Unlike, I think unlike a lot of games we've done. And we can keep this in this thing uh, mm-hmm. in the episode because, unlike a lot of games we've done, um, we don't need to review Arena and Daggerfall as much because if you want to find out what they're like, they are available for free. They're available free on the official uh, Bethesda website, isn't yep. it? Yep, as yep. an anniversary gift, basically. Yeah, especially if you want to find out what they're like, go play them. You don't have to buy anything. It's not like we're even telling you to Steam, Steam, Steam. Where you Although, if get you more... want to buy Morrowind and, and Oblivion, Oblivion and go to Steam, Steam, Steam. Okay, let's give a quick World 1 Stage 1 style rundown of the history. Okay. Okay, Bethesda were a video game company, uh, originally multi-genre, actually quite a strong focus in sport. They made Gridiron, which was then the template for Madden, actually, and Wayne Gretzky's Hockey, which was a fantastic game. Mm -hmm. They also had the Terminator franchise, making some brilliant Terminator games and and some not-so-brilliant Terminator yeah. games, and uh, Troy is right, System Shock is a fantastic game, but it's not a Terminator game. Future Shock is also a fantastic game. And, and is, is a Terminator, Terminator game. You could have left that out. I could that's have, not, that's that not was part such of the a good fuck-up I wanted to bring it back. Dick. Yes. Especially considering we've done a System Shock episode, apparently. <laughs> we might have done. I maybe. certainly remember trying to record might, one. Uh, Shodan, I, uh, I think, yeah. yeah, maybe we did See, an episode. We might have to do it again. Cause... Was that the episode where her, the cat started vomiting like halfway through? <laughs> I think through? it might have been. Yeah. Anyway, continuing the rundown. Uh, they, made a ga- uh, <sighs> they made a game called Elder Scrolls Arena, which was meant to be uh, a game where you travelled from arena to arena fighting in prize fighting competitions. And you beat the shit out of people. Bloody combat on tour. Yeah, on the continent of Tamaril, which will be a name familiar to Elder Scroll fans. However, the developers were huge RPG fans and started adding in some RPG-like side quests in between arenas. So as the player travelled around, he could engage in RPG-like activities between fights. The developers got more and more into this part of the game because this is what they loved. This is what RPG fans do. They latch onto something and then go, we can do this and add this and add this. (laughs) And eventually the game was more RPG than it was arena combat to the point that they realized the arena combat programming was suffering and they just dropped the arena combat completely. Sadly, the marketing material had already been printed as had the box cover, which is why it's at fault for having one of the most misleading box arts in the world. Arena, the lie. Yep. Uh, However, this led to it being a critical failure because it wasn't the game it promised to be on the box. Critical failure. I see what you did there. (laughs) I'm genius. Uh, But it was a really good RPG and it became a bit of an underground word of mouth classic as gamers got hold of it and spread the word. So, knowing that they, well, first of all, fearing that they'd buried the company with uh, such a misleadingly advertised game. <laughs> not for the first time that fear came about. Well, not for the last time. So not for time. the last time, sorry. For uh, the first time. Bethesda realised that what they actually had was a hit RPG series on their hands, so they decided to make a sequel that was RPG-based. And Daggerfall was what came about. That was the first of the ones where they came about and they said, can we make an RPG, a pen and paper style tabletop game, which is non-linear, which has a central plot you can attack 
any way you want, but along the way, go mad like a bastard. And a world fleshed out with guilds, orders, and religions that you can join, progress with, and earn status with. Uh, a world you can interact with in, in numerous ways. Different races, different peoples from different parts of Tamarill. With and, the PC as your GM. Yeah, and they started to progress the lore that had come out of the complete bullshit retconning <laughs> from Arena of the Elder Scrolls. Uh, wherein to retcon the fact that it was called Arena, but it was a big RPG, they had a little intro that uh, talked about the time of conflict foretold by the Elder Scrolls that had led Tamaril to be so violent it had been nicknamed by its inhabitants the Arena. Retcon! And the Arena nickname was never used for Tamaril ever again in any of the games ever. Or even referenced. But the Elder Scrolls were... Although it's never fully explained what they are, they're just prophecy. Oh no, it does come up in Oblivion. Oh yes, that's true. Whose prophecy? I'm assuming the, I'm assuming the Dark Elves. No, no, it's I don't actually I don't remember now specifically where the Elder Scrolls come from, but they are impossibly ancient, crazy old scrolls which have prophecy and and they're very cool. It's a mm. cool little sort of yeah. like I said, never fully explained, but they are prophecy. It's a MacGuffin. And they have repeatedly been proven to be true, largely because the writers write about them after they've decided what the plot will be. Ah-ha. However, Daggerfall was an RPG, mm -hmm. but an RPG with a procedurally generated world with 15,000 towns and three quarters of a million inhabitants. So a lot of people to get through killing if you decide oh, yeah. to flip out in Daggerfall. Similar to Elite in that manner in that it uses maths to create a complex universe. Uh, it was also 3D, with a sort of Doom-like 3D graphics engine. Yes, uh, Daggerfall's the one I've played then. Mm. Yeah. It's, a, it, it's not a bad little engine for mm. its time. It stands up quite nicely. And it also introduced the ability for the player to become a vampire or a werewolf. Or a were-boar. Or a were-boar, which was unique to Daggerfall. I remember Daggerfall now, and I realise what I'm about to say is probably not going to sell it that great, but it's free anyway, so who cares, but... First thing that happened when I started playing Daggerfall... It randomly generated, like, what monsters would be nearby. First thing it randomly generated was, like, an ogre chieftain level 50,000 <laughs> whatever the fuck, and it caved my head in. That happened to me in Fallout 3. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I walked out of the vault. I wandered down into, you know, the sort of burnt-out town where the woman's hiding out? Springvale. Springvale. I wandered in there, and there was a super mutant master, <laughs> and he clobbered me. Funny thing, that. Because yeah. you can't run fast enough. I was quite disappointed at the time, but then I reloaded and he wasn't there, and then was I enjoyed Fallout 3. A rat scorpion, I think. Ah. Which I could handle. But Just yes, about. we're slightly off topic there. Yeah, sorry. Well, no, not really, because it's the same same company. Oh, that's true. That is still Bethesda. Yep. So, Elder Scrolls 2, Daggerfall. Big, complex, very, very ambitious roleplay game oh, yeah. of the time, so it, it cost a fair bit to make. But did it deliver? to... Yes, it did deliver. It was also, you know, a branching plot, multiple endings, all of this. We ought to get out how ambitious this game was. Oh, yeah. Because oh, this crazy. is a, a theme of Bethesda games is they are hugely ambitious. Especially for when it came out. Oh, yeah. And they're also highly moddable. Uh, even yeah. Daggerfall was modded. Uh, and it did deliver. It was a great game. Did it deliver commercially? No. Did Bethesda think they buried the company? Yes, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> However, again, it became an underground word of mouth success. I don't know why Bethesda are so bad 
at marketing their awesome games. Oh, who knows? <laughs> but you mentioned the branching endings as being kind of a, a big thing, and I just want to touch on that before we go to Morrowind, because the way that Daggerfall dicked about with time travel and prophecy and all yeah. these different six different endings, how it dealt with that in Morrowind was that all six endings happened simultaneously, yes. and they all had an effect on what took place in the next game. Mm. I Time also want to, can happen. also want to reference the fact that uh, Daggerfall takes influence from GURPS yep. as a, paper, a pen and paper role-playing mm-hmm. system. Uh, from there, that takes the concept of you create your own class by choosing what your best skills will be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, they were hugely influenced by the World of Darkness, hence the werewolves and the vampires. Cool. So they are not only fans of pen and paper role-playing games, but the good ones. <laughs> no D&D referenced in the influences. Because White Wolf have <laughs> never made some terrible bollocks were sharks. Yeah, but the system is good. The system is good. And that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the fundamental failings the of D&D. Good, except, as I know, I just, I just wanted to step when it's exalted. In. Yeah, I that's wanted not to world step of darkness. and stop the world True. of darkness bumming. Is I just I just wanted to. It wasn't so much world of darkness bumming because I was also saying GURPS is awesome, uh, as much as saying D and D is a terrible role playing game system. If you're playing a role playing game in D and D, you're not. You're playing a monster bash. Accept it. It's a combat system. I can I can hang on. What's that? <laughs> it's the internet. They're angry. They're they're wrong, but. They are wrong, because D&D is a combat system with a little... No, it's not even got any role-playing tact on it. I'm sorry, there is no social dynamic in that game. Diplomacy checks. Fuck you and your diplomacy checks. Ah, only if you... <laughs> you just failed your diplomacy check by saying fuck you. <laughs> That's a minus four modifier to the roll. Yeah, a little bit. Anyway. Anywho. <laughs> moving on. There were then a couple of sort of branching side games that concentrated on different aspects of the world and the ideas of the gameplay. Red Guard. You had Red Guard and Battlespire. Could you become could you become a vampire in Red Guard? I think you should Because the temptation to play a Blackula just, just <laughs> pops straight up. Uh, I don't think you could. I I've I'll be honest, I don't think you even started did you even start as a Red Guard? In Redguard, or was it a really weirdly misleading thing again? Uh, no, it, you are um, a Redguard. I believe you're a pirate or something, aren't you? You're a start off in a ship. Uh, you know, I don't realize that's most of their games. What do you mean, Morrowind? One of Morrowind, them. sorry. Yes. But yeah, you you are a Redguard. Yeah. In Redguard, funnily enough. And in Battlespire, you do battle on a spire. Are you a wizard? I think you are. Yes. I can't remember. I've never played Battlespire, to be honest. I just know it exists. I know that the Daedra were also in Battlespire, as well as being introduced in Daggerfall. Because they get everywhere. But this brings us to Morrowind. Morrowind. Elder Scrolls 3. It's a magic number. Let's let's go back very briefly to Mr. Lazarus's uh, question earlier of, regardless of quality, what is the game which you most love, and all that sort of thing. I think all three of us here have sunk innumerable hours. I, for one, played nothing else but Morrowind for about three months after it came out. Yep, you're right, Jack. Because that was Jack's point in the original recording. It was. I've stolen it wholesale. (laughs) It's all right. But yes, we both both, all all have ploughed enormous amounts of time into this game. And some of it quite recently. Yeah. 
<laughs> Basically, the first time we've recorded this show, we all got such total Morrowind horn. I ran home, or walked home, installed Morrowind, modded the shit out of it, started playing. I saw a little Steam tray icon pop up and go, Right, Terra is now playing non-Steam game Morrowind. Morrowind. And Jack, what did you do? Uh, I waited until I went around to Ruins and then I started playing Morrowind. Yep. We all three of us went, holy shit, this game is great. This is that kind of game. And you know what? We're probably going to do it again yeah. because of recording this episode. Yeah. Because well, I haven't fair, finished I my new playthrough. I'm thinking of going back and playing Daggerfall. Yeah, good call. Uh, you know, not, not Arena, I notice. I could play Arena. You could. You I, could I also... could attach mice to my testicles. <laughs> hey, man. Hot. I was going to say... Don't give any people ideas. (laughs) So, who wants to start us off on Morrowind? Really good. Right. The problem with Morrowind, and I will will straight away, because this is one of the critical uh, things which came with it. The difference between Morrowind and Oblivion. Morrowind is so vastly open-ended, it is difficult to say where to begin. That counts for a review, that counts for an explanation of the game, it also counts for the gameplay. I, don't know. I think it's very easy. I, to I can tell you where to start. You start on a boat. Yeah, you start yeah, on the boat. No, because this is—it's quite key. This is something Bethesda did brilliantly in Morrowind, brilliantly in Oblivion, and brilliantly in Fallout Three. It is a Bethesda signature mm-hmm. that you start somewhere small and enclosed, mm-hmm. whether it's a prison cell, a boat, or a vault, uh-huh. and you are led by circumstance or guards. <laughs> Or both. Or, or both. Get up on deck and let's make this as civil as possible. To the exit into the world. And this is what Bethesda do so well. That reveal. Ah, yeah. Whether it's as you step off the boat, step out of the vault. Step, step off the out boat of the sewers. Fuck, Siltstrider. And you go, this is a world. I've just been let into a world mm. by this game. Now what? And it doesn't tell you. And that's what I love about Bethesda. It just, you, instantly, you have to make a decision. What are you going to do now? It is very, that's where I think their sort of GM style of plot really works. Mm. I think Morrowind... It's the, the GM giving you the intro to the game. Yeah. You wake up on a boat. You're, you are a prisoner. And a guard leads you up top and you see this land before you. He takes you down the gangplank. He instructs you to go into this office. You have a little talk with the guy there. He releases you into the world. What do you want to do now? And like most players, you immediately go to Ariel's trade house, buy an iron warhammer, and go staving your head through Sadanine. Steal Fargoth's shit. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Steal that little wood elf's gold. Yep, that's the first thing I do. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, we instantly become criminals because it's a role-playing game. And... You know, circumstances, uh, sorry, circumstances, consequences don't exist unless you're seen. Yep. In which case, consequences exist and will never leave you alone. And remember, an Imperial, that comes up more in Oblivion. Yeah. In the sense that you could go down into tombs that haven't been opened in 3,000 years. And the first thing you'll see on the other side of the door is an Imperial officer. On the other side of the locked door to which you have the only key. Yes. He'll just appear and as often as not like rotating through himself through some kind of weird bug, shouting stop right there, criminal scum. But that's an Oblivion meme. Yeah. We'll return to Morrowind. It's well known that, you know, Imperial, Imperial Guards is... have access to TARDIS technology. The Imperial Guards, they're still around. They're not as annoying, but 
It's more the um, ordinators, not the ordinators, but the uh, the house guards. But let's let's scale back and talk a little bit about Morrowind itself. What is Morrowind? Morrowind is it's an island. Mm-hmm. In... This is where I was confused. Is Morrowind the island, or is Varden is Morrowind an island in the Vardenfell area, or is Vardenfell an island in the Morrowind area? Oh, I think it might be Vardenfell as an island in the Morrowind area. Right, cool, Morrowind okay. is a region of Dunmer land. So Dark Elf. Dark Elf land, yeah. yes. Because we ought to introduce the, the world of the yeah. Elder Scrolls a little. The races, the... It's a good place to start, really, because they also all have their own individual lands, so... And their own individual traits. Because yeah. you can play as many of the races. You know, you're not limited to human, by no, any if means. You add, if you add in the... Um, the construction set, you can make up your own races, but if we start, just don't go with... You know, Let's stick with what's in the game. Yeah. Uh, so, yes. Um, not only can you create your own class by choosing, you know, your strengths of skills... And there are a fuck ton of skills. And then adding in a bit of astrology, what birth sign were you born under, which will also convey a, a unique type of bonus Lady. to you. Plus 25 endurance, plus 25 personality. Yep. Yeah. No. No. It's the only one anyone ever goes with. Uh, no, I don't. No? I always go with the one that grants you invisibility. Oh, the thief. Oh, the, the thief. The thief, yeah. Yep. The tower's also quite handy if you don't... That, like, the tower's pretty cool, yeah. 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 Sense keys and unlock up to level 60 once per day, mm-hmm. which would be quite good if you're a really stupid thief. <laughs> yes, there are many, many races in... Uh... I mean, you could say, you know... Do you want to just play human? Yeah, I just want to play human. Okay, you're, okay there are three so choose. flavors. Oh, no, no there's more four. than that. Because there's the Breton, the Imperials, the Nords, and the Red Guards. The Red Guards. And there's also other races that exist throughout the Elder Scrolls games, but those are the only ones you can play as. Yeah, those are the only human um, races. No, there's also the Nede and the Kothringi. Um, in Morrowind, I mean. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that's just the humans. So, you know, you've got your Imperials who are sort of Roman legionnaires type. Essentially. Pretty much. So, they, are, they are representatives of the foreign power which has come to Morrowind. The Nord who are... Vikings. Vikings. So you would know. Tell us about the Nord. They're Vikings. So they're like mead. Probably. But they'll have to go to Texas and eat some meat as well. I don't think they would like Texas. Texas would probably be far too hot for them and they'd be uncomfortable all the time. I see. He's speaking from the position of a man who knows. Yeah. Red Guard. Red Guard. Who are American. Um, yeah, largely. Isn't and they, they're really all... good with swords. Yeah. Really good. And heavy armour and running. And armouring. Yep. They're all really... They, got, they can just run forever. Yeah. Marathon skills. And then there's the Bretons. French <laughs> wizards. Giuseppe Wizardo. Mm. But are they appropriately classified as humans? The Breton? Mm. They are. They, they are. are. Well, they have elvish ancestry. Elvish ancestry, but they are now essentially, they are humans. Yeah. Um, it's just that they are very magically infused humans. They're also mm. weak against magic in the same way that a lot of elves are. Yes. Um, Which yeah. leads us on to the mayor, the elves. Yes. yes. So you, you said, I want to play a human. What kind of human? I want to play an elf, Simon. I just want to play an elf. <laughs> okay. Would you like to play Aldmer, Dunmer, Bosmer? Dwemer, Falmer. There's a lot of different types of elves. God, they added the Falmer in um, in Blood Moon, but in the original, there are there, there are, are three. three. Yep. The Aldermer, the High Elves, known for their grace. No, beauty. that's the Altmer. 
What are you? No, no, no. Just, just the, the three, three that are in Morrowind. Just the three in the dick. starting unmodded Morrowind. Uh, okay, there's the Altmer, the High Elves, who are known for their grace and skill and, and magical ability, and being seven foot tall, and they burn really easily. The Buzzmer, the Wood Elves, who are two feet tall and can shoot you through the eye from a hundred paces away. Packadicks, and, and they look really weird. That's why you mod the shit out of them. But yeah, whatever. And then the Dunmer, cruise control for cool. Yep. yep. And Resistant the easy to fire, way to win. can summon ghosts. Um, they're really good with magic and swords and armor. And everyone will like you because, like, Vardenfell. This is your hometown. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. Nah. Doesn't work like that. No? No. Uh, the Dark Elf, who... If you play a Dark Elf, and obviously you're cruising around Vardenfell, which is Dark Elf territory... They still recognise your accent and mannerism as foreign. They do you're still your... Outlander. Yeah, yeah. You are... no, this thing is, you are still Outlander because you are from outside of Vardenfell. However, in Morrowind, you get an automatic bonus of plus five disposition whenever you talk to someone if you are of the same race as them. Yeah, because there's um, the racial propensity to mm. get on. Which and doesn't most you... people who are running shops and things in a Dunmare land are Dunmare. Yeah. Which will almost entirely never come up if you're playing an Argonian or... Or a Khajiit. Or, well, a Khajiit, I suppose, do have a, a few businesses here um, and there. Or a Wood Elf. But let's move on yeah. and say there are also the, the beast races. The, the slave races. The Argonians. Who are uh, anthropomorphic lizard people. They're lizard men. Yep. Uh, they have great advantages like being able to go underwater. Uh, well, they can, everyone can go underwater. Yeah, well, yeah, they can breathe <laughs> underwater. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Khajiit, who are the cat people. Who they can re- jump like motherfuckers. Yes, steal they can. everything. Oh, and yeah, yeah they... Argonians are really resistant to poison and disease. Mm-hmm. And That's true. And part of the wonderful bits of fluff in the Khajiit, which always makes me kind of cringe and laugh at the same time, is they don't understand the concept of ownership and property. Mm. So if it's yours and you keep it under a locked box and they can still get to it, this is you my didn't shiny want it thing. enough. Yep. You didn't want it enough. <laughs> you should have buried it. Yep. That's Kaji. They're proper cats. Yep. And of course, you also got the orcs. And the orcs. Yes. And orcs. Can you play as orc? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. My my character on uh, the account. I thought that came in the on the expansion. Of the female orcs. Yeah, I just thought it came in on one of the expansions. No, no, they've always been there. I mean, orcs are brilliant for if you want to like you know not spend any money keeping your equipment in uh, working order. Mm. Play an orc because they will just hammer the shit out of everything. They are Give incredible them. smiths. Yeah, exactly. They're also really good with heavy armor and axes. Um. So, Give them a hammer and a place to stand. And they will club you to death. Yeah. <laughs> People don't generally tend to like them, um, NPC-wise, in games, in, in, in Morrowind. But when you can flatten someone with just your face, <laughs> I think that's that's pretty good. And what was their racial name? Because they weren't just called orcs, they were, were they? They were the orcs. Were they? Yeah. yeah. I could have sworn they actually had a... They, it's they... Only, I think it's only the elves that have a... Um, a name for them. Because they, have the, the, they are the mayor. The mayor, yes. So yeah, it's uh, that's your first decision. Yeah. <laughs> what 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 species do you want to be? Um... With all the racial properties that implies, which, as you can probably tell, this game allows for enormous min maxing. Oh god! Yeah. Is, you know, I want to play a thief. Okay, I'm probably going to play a Khajiit. I'm going to put all my skills. Either Khajiit into... or what else? But Khajiit. Yep. Exactly. You you can do that. Where you go? Okay, I'm going to play a, an alchemist magician. Play a Breton or. Mm-hmm. You can play what you want and go, actually, I'm going to be the world's first entrant into the category of alteration magic Khajiit who also fights with a hammer. 
Yep. Yeah. You can do it if you want to. You can be a really good jack of all trades in it, this. It makes the game a little tougher <laughs> because you are a master of trade. Sorry, you are a jack of all trades, but master of fuck all. Until you get going. Until you get going, and then you are an unstoppable juggernaut. Um, I mean, <laughs> my, my current character is an orc who is an axe-wielding, heavy armor-wearing psychopath with a propensity to throw fireballs every witch away. Um, but I really... I know we send out like a little um, challenge for everyone each week, or each episode, seemingly. Yeah. You know, I really love it if... we want, I want to see someone send in screenshots of their wood elf barbarian... <laughs> I want to see a great axe swinging two foot tall tree dwelling yeah. hippie man that would be kind of awesome fun. send in you know reports of your least likely character also or just your most awesome because let's face it I think we can all agree that witch hunters are fucking cool <laughs> no I can't agree really yeah because you're too shy what hush eye to eye yes anyway <laughs> Before that train wreck carries on. But yes, it's worth saying you can do the incredibly unlikely and succeed because the skill system is based on experience in that skill. The more you do a thing, the better you become. That's why one of the best things you can do really early on in the game is find a almost vertical corner. Almost is key. It can't actually be vertical. And sort of run into it and jump and hold down the jump key so it auto-triggers. Uh, because you can't actually jump, and it will just trigger a, a billion jumps a second, and you'll be able to skill up both your sprinting and your jumping to max in almost no time. There's no possibility you could exploit Morrowind. No, of course not. Morrowind was the game entirely without fault. Absolutely. Anyway, moving <laughs> on, we've, disco- we've decided that now on our race and our skills, mm-hmm. and okay. our birth sign, so we've got a character, and then we are... Uh, this all happens by way of an interview with the man who is conducting your release as so a prisoner. Kushia Silgala. And who he... will actually go on to become the administrator of mm. Vault 101. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you open with, Ah, oh, yes! We've been expecting you. You'll have to sign these before you're officially released. There are a number of ways we can do this, and, and the, choice the choice is yours. yours. Who I, what I mostly love about Kushia Silgala is that if you don't use better heads or better bodies, he totally looks like George Carlin. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> he does. What we now need is a voice mod. You just turn in there instead of saying "Ah oh, yes," it says "Blow it out your ass." Maybe not, oh. but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. And he will uh, send you on your merry way with a suggestion of how to begin. I don't know. He he inducts you into the main plot. Yeah, which is like I said, a suggestion of how to begin. He sends yeah. you off to, he sends you off to the guy that sells gravy. N- n- no. Celus Gravius. Oh. Talk to Celus Gravius in the next room. And then like. what he does is say, yeah, you want to totally go see this guy up in Balmora? He, he'll, like, give you a job or something. He'll make know. you a spy or some shit. Yeah. I forget. And then what, what you do is completely disregard that and go swim in the marshes. Yeah. Or rob every little house around or, the dock. Or walk 20 feet away from the starting area and see a man fall from the sky and just catapult into the ground. Not seen that. You've never come across the scrolls of Icarian flight. No. If you, if you walk 20 feet from the main door out into the woods, mm-hmm. like you'll be walking for all of two minutes, you, you will hear a sound of a man screaming. And if you look, I looked every in every sort of yeah. direction around me trying to find out where this guy was coming from. Until eventually a wizard in full robes and little tiny furry hat plummeted 
to the ground in front of me where he instantly died very messily. Well, this is something we actually touched on last time we were talking about Morrowind, uh, was the number of Easter eggs yes. in this game and oh, how yeah. we hadn't seen them I all. I found the Marowak spine. I found, there we the, go. I found one of the many Pokemon references in, in <laughs> Morrowind. Of which there are many. Oh, yeah. Let's find the Morrowind Easter eggs page. Well, it's... it's There's a skull of a peak at Clear you, in, in that yeah. way that... Morrowind is a game made by guys who clearly understand the formula. Oh, yeah. Know the mechanics, but they've also got the soul of it. These are guys who love what they're doing, and they love all the same things, funnily enough, that, let's say, their target audience Mm -hmm. does as well. Like, you can pick up uh, the Banhammer, which is a great Warhammer item. You can uh, find the skeleton of Indy. Yep. Crushed under a big spherical boulder. (laughs) Funny that. Uh, you can find... There's a skull of a Pikachu. There is the skull of a Pikachu. There's, There's the also Marowak spine. the never... Captain's Guide to the Fishy Stick, <laughs> which is unreadable due to being smeared with fishy stick sauce. <laughs> I'd not found that one! <laughs> That's wonderful. It's basically fish fingers but that yeah, they're talking about. Yeah, but or, or fish sticks. Yeah, or fish sticks, as you put. There's also, yeah, the Scrolls of Icar and Flight is there. Uh, They're the best way. If you've uh... the muffin, the only muffin in Tamriel. Yes, I remember that one. That does come up in Oblivion because you start getting sweet rolls everywhere, and they're effectively muffins. No, they're not. Yeah, they are. No, they're not. There's also only one sweet roll in um, Fallout Three. <laughs> not one Twinkie. There's the the mud crab that is a merchant. Yes, that's still not mud found crab. Him. You've probably killed him. Probably because yeah. when have you ever passed by a mud crab and not gone and stoved in its when shell? When have you ever gone up to a mud crab and gone, hey? You don't. Exactly, which is a shame because I think he's got like infinite gold, so you know you can always trade with him for everything. And there is also a reference to um, the the time travel uh, of the previous game. Mm-hmm. Uh, with various high elves talking about um, Terminator-style time travel and how they were very disturbed to arrive naked and shivering and alone. Huh. Which is also a Terminator reference, obviously. Yeah. And you don't want to see a naked high elf. Do you not? They they shine every like off every conceivable surface of their face. Mr. Shine him diamond. <laughs> <laughs> And then they expanded, oh no, there's more, there's more, there's um, Easter egg lists for Tribunal and Blood Moon. Oh god. <laughs> but, yeah, in short, kind of... However, I think we'll be pleased with this one. Yeah. Thrud the Barbarian. No! <laughs> yes, he's Where in is Tribunal. He? No! <laughs> ah! You've got to reinstall Tribunal now. I've got to play Tribunal! Oh, to be fair, once you install Tribunal, you never get a night's sleep again because you are chased by assassins. Every to explain, Thrud was the name of a character in White Dwarf, which is the gaming magazine of Choice. Games Workshop. Thrud was the Thrud was his name and the sound his axe made when it went through a bloke. Yes. <laughs> I remember seeing the uh, original Thrud the Barbarian model on display at Games at um, Warhammer World. Yeah, that was. Oh, he was fucking huge. I wonder if you can still get him. Because you could... There was a Thread the Barbarian for um, Blood Bowl for a long while as well. Really? Yep. Wow. Tiny head. Huge body. Yeah. <laughs> and a little ball tucked under his arm. And very interestingly, there's also um, 
in Tribunal. Uh, a character who talks about the releasing of Daedra upon Tamriel and the coming of Merun's dragon, which is the plot of Oblivion. Oh, yeah. Huh. Wow. Yeah, I know. That's... Wow. That's a lot of forethought. Yeah, it's like... Rather than slapping the plot on afterwards, which they seem to be doing for a little while, around about Morrowind, they started about thinking for the future. They've totally got some fucking GM sitting there under yeah. under whip and key. <laughs> I think they are all GMs in yeah. their spare time, let's face it. So yeah, so it's... Let's, let's make it a plot for the next game, just in case we don't bury the company. There we go. <laughs> I've now said bury the company, we're sure to win. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we've... It, talked about you get let out into this world and let's talk about that world because this is something i love that we brought up last time oh, yeah. oh man the it fact is, that it is this, not stock fantasy it is not the the medieval england fantasy land this is an alien world yeah oblivion does because the imperial city and what have you it is a stock fantasy realm it's particularly it's helm's deep mostly isn't but it's it? it's beautiful yeah. it's done really really well but Morrowind took you to a completely... You'd never seen it before. There were mushroom tree things. There that were, people lived in. Yeah. There were, there were... A city built in an enormous crab shell. Yeah. It's like under the shell of this gigantic enemy crab. They died and they'd hollowed it out and built like a town with a town hall and political offices inside. What? And as you said, right from the beginning, the Silt Strider is right there. One Silt of the most the first bizarre thing that, yeah. alien things. And uh, you're introduced to it immediately. For those of you who aren't aware of the Silt Strider, basically it's a giant, like, tick-like um, creature. And when I say giant, I mean it's what? It's about feet 40, tall? 50 feet tall. Yeah. Most of which is leg, but there is also that massive insectoid body, which has been had its back opened up and hollowed out, and basically someone has taken the, the time to hollow out a way to its brain and a Silt Strider pilot will climb inside and go into the brain cavity and touch sensitive parts of the Silt Strider's brain to direct it to turn or go forward or whatever it is. And they wander along the rivers and the streams. And this is mass transit in yep, the world is, of this Morrowind. Is your, this, is, this is your taxi. Boats are buses and the Silt Strider is the taxi. Yep. Yeah. Basically it's, I can't be asked to explore the wonderful, just... <laughs> Wonderful landscape that is. Ah, oh. that's that's a legitimate that's a legitimate argument for like the first four hours of the game. But after that, you you don't want to walk everywhere. No, eventually you get potions of mark and recall, and you fucking bounce around. You teleport mm. everywhere. Yeah. Definitely, but yeah, it's this the the fauna the flora looks so unlike anything you know. Yeah, that it is an alien world that you're walking in to all intents and purposes. They've created their own existence, and that's incredible. That's it's, You could so easily have gone for stock fantasy, and they didn't. Yep. That's the achievement of Morrowind, I think. Of yeah, course, of course. I mean, also, it's a pretty dangerous place if you think about it, Vardenfell, where the, oh, two, yeah. the two most, like, not dangerous but annoying enemies, they will not kill you unless you're really shit or very badly wounded. Rats and cliff racers. But I know... Fucking I know, cliff racers. I know, for Fuck. people that don't know this game, that doesn't sound great, but... Bearing in mind that the average rat in Morrowind is about four foot from nose to like the base of its tail. Yeah. And yeah, this world that they created is filled with the most incredible range of architecture. Oh. I mean, each individual race 
that that has architecture in the town, you know, comes about. So, I mean, imperial cities are sort of stonework and European castles Thatch and that sort roofs of stuff. and what have you. Yeah, well, and then you've got, like, the Nords who have sort of huts and... Um, yeah, They have the giant sort of... log cabin. Yeah. And... Then you've got the Ashlanders who friggin' love their animal skin yurts. yurts. They love yurts. I love yurts. I just love saying yurt. And again, that's just within the human diversity. And Ashlander, yeah. And they... Ashlander. Um... Dark Hills, we've got two sort of different kinds of ones. You've got places like um, Balmora, which are... Almost sandstone. Yeah, Very sort exactly of Mediterranean in, in yeah. influence. Uh, so they look like they've just been carved out of the rock and all that. Very yeah. very hot country, sort of that sort of thing. But um, you've also got... Tunisian kind of a thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, you've basically also got the uh, places like Aldrun, which are carved out of crab shells. Mm. And they come Damn, up Aldrin's in a couple cool. of places. Uh, no, ever Mok, as, I think. Yeah, cool. nothing ever as massive as the giant town centre of Valdrum, but there are occasionally little places made out of shell. There's evidence everywhere of making use of local yep. gubbins. Uh, as you go further north, you get more wizards around who fucking oh, love... the Talvani Towers. Yeah, who love living in giant like 200 foot tall mushrooms with <laughs> hundreds of bulbs everywhere that people just live in. It's Yeah. Because everyone there can teleport because they're wizards. And then you've got the the non-Euclidean shit. Oh, the demons. Oh, the, 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 the Daedra, Daedra. shrines. Which I I love because they are one of the examples of just where the designers got to go mad. Oh yeah, where they where they just took pencil to paper and went fucking nuts. And the the game designers themselves then went, now how do we make it fit? And there's some influence of that in in Oblivion. Oh in yeah, Oblivion. But I think the Daedra stuff was done better in Morrowind. Mm. They've got that slightly sort of Cthulhu esque. Mm. Um, it's not. The, the Daedra Shrines, are, they're not the... Less reliant on being dark and spiky. Yeah, well, the, in, in Oblivion, you went to the realm of Oblivion, yeah. which is essentially Elder Scrolls Hell. Yes. So it had the massive unsubtlety of there being fire everywhere and lakes of molten lava. Blood and, and, and fire, fire and, and pokiness. Whereas the Daedric Shrines in, in Morrowind are so much more sinister and subtle and that they are just... You've got these kind of watchtowers and stuff, and it, it's really eerily quiet. You might see, you know, a, a clan fear or something scuttling around, but it's just... And they've got the doors, which are elliptical Massive, and... ball ovals. Yeah. They're ten foot tall ovals, slightly askew, that make yeah, you wonder whether... they're off-centre. It makes it's you weird. wonder whether they're meant to be like that, whether the building has sort of shifted over the years, whether you're standing on a weird rock and not facing the right way. And It's like there's there's a walkway between the car park and the Cabot Circus um, shopping centre in Bristol mm-hmm. that I fucking hate, because the floor is flat... Yeah. And the roof is cambered. It's a curve. Uh-huh. So it's on a camber to the curve. Right. So the supports are slightly angled. And although you're standing on a perfectly flat surface, you are leaning into the corner as you're walking through this fucking thing. Because the whole thing is listing and cambering oh, to the side. Oh. It makes me feel slightly ill every time I walk through it. That's kind of cool. It. And it's that feeling yeah. that you get from the Dederic, um architecture. Mm-hmm. But then there's my favourite my favorite mystery mm. in sort of uh, in Morrowind, which is touched on in Tribunal, one of the expansions, but the Dwemer, the, the Dwarven race. Yes. Oh. I was going to say, I love the abandoned Dwarven architecture. It's very functional. There's nothing pretty about it. Yeah, it was built by a race of engineers. Yeah. And it just... Brass. Ah, it's, oh, it's great, because it's... Brass and steam pipes. It is... 
it is fantasy steampunk. Yeah. It's yeah. not that sort of greasy, gritty Victorian nightmare of ste- it is <laughs> steam and electricity in this unlikely environment. Yep. And I heard about a wonderful panel at a, a convention recently, I forget which one, uh, where they were basically talking about alternative steampunks and saying, you know, steampunk does not have to be Victorian England. Yeah. Because steampunk's kind of getting trapped in that feeling. Mm-hmm. And immediately I thought of the the Sentinels or whatever they're called. Oh, the Sphere Centurions. The yeah. Sphere Centurions, oh. that's the ones. Now that, to me, Robots that's... Robots in disguise. That's horrible steampunk right there. Yeah. Horrible yeah. as in really good because it's it scares coming to get the you. crap out of you. Because you when you first see them, if you haven't seen them on the loading screens, because they're one of the monsters that they have concept sketches yeah, for. that's true. If you're just walking through the tunnels and you just see this kind of three-foot-tall globe swirling along the ground towards you... Mm, it's a freaky moment. Yeah, and then it unfolds and pulls out a fucking lance and a shield. And so not only is it uh, moving away from stock fantasy realm, it's, it's moving away from stock steampunk as well. Mm. It's, this is a, it's their own interpretation. Genres, it's defying genres that it's not even in. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, one of the other architectures that comes up very rarely. I don't know if you guys have ever come across any of the orc architecture that comes up. A little bit here and there. I don't, where is it? There's a couple of them on islands off to the west. Uh-huh. Um, but you have are, to travel off the main island. Yeah, they're Hondans. They are um, Japanese shrines and temples mm. with the sort of um, pagodas and things. Which wow. or, or culture, settles or with all culture, culture in, really in, well. Uh, yeah, all culture in Elder Scrolls is samurai. It's feudal Japan. Yeah, look at the Grey Prince in Oblivion. Yeah. He's a fantastic example uh, the, of face the and honor. Yeah. Or and they have um, their own specialised katanas and they have the sort of um, lacquered samurai armour. It's really awesome. weird. I, I didn't know that. Again, again, something about Morrowind, a game I've played to death, hasn't died, and still there are things to discover. It is a huge game. And very little of that is actually driven by the plot. Yeah. So if you just follow the plot, you will miss 90% of the content. But that isn't to say that the plot isn't outstanding and oh, epic man. in its own right. Oh, the plot is incredible. Yeah. But putting that to the side, as we have been all along... I was going to say, we... I don't think... Let's I don't talk think about we can plot, rightly talk about the plot, because... It's pretty big, and it's not really a plot twist, because you can totally see it coming a mile off. Oh, yeah. But isn't it cool when you realise, oh, shit, no, I was right. Okay, cool. <laughs> I don't think the plot is the thing to talk about here because we still haven't talked about joining the various societies and the houses. How many oh. can we think of off the top of our own head? Right, you've got Fighters Guild. Thieves Guild. Uh, Mages Guild. Two separate assassins. No, only there are two. You can't join the Kamalathon, can you? No, you can't okay. join that. The Thieves Guild, Fighters Guild, Mages Guild, they all do what they say on the tin. Yep. The Morag Pong, which is essentially the Assassin's Guild, mm-hmm. but it's a bit more honourable. You can't backstab people. You've got to go and essentially challenge them to a duel. Yep. Um, the House Halalu, which is, what, the Mafia? Kind More of. Less. They, yeah. are, they are the expansionists who have teamed up with the Western power to of the Empire. To get more money, essentially. Yep. More power. Uh, Retheran, which are the Warriors. Yep, the old school traditionalists, the Warriors, the Klingons, if you will, yep. of this particular race. House Telvani. Telvani, the Sorcerers Wizards. Necromancers. Oh man, you join up with the Mages Guild and House Telvani. And you get your own giant <laughs> mushroom house. Yeah. You get your own giant mushroom house, boy. Which is pretty awesome. Um, okay, that's them. Uh, the Imperial Legion, if you want to become a, well, essentially a policeman. The Imperial Cult, the Imperial if, Cult you if you want to become, become a missionary. Well, a sort of a battle missionary, really. Yep. Um, and you've got the Blades, who are sort of your main plot 
faction, um, the Imperial spies and, and general information gatherers. But funnily, I mean, not intending a spoiler, but they don't really factor after about a third of the way into the main plot. Yeah. It really just picks up its own pace. I think the first mission you get from the Blades is go join a faction. Yeah. Jo- go join a faction other than us and rise to become, well, you'll confer find out for yourself how far you can go in, in the factions. Yeah, it's pretty much go join someone else because you look a little wet behind the ears. Yep. No one's going to take you seriously until you've got some experience. There's probably I'm probably missing a load out of those. Uh, then you add Blood Moon and Tribunal, you can go and join... Well, there's... The Imperial Guilds include Census and Excise. You can join you the You can Cens- join them? Uh, no, but you can get quests from them. You can't join them, but you can work for them. <laughs> oh, See, we both I want to go work for the tax man. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, Census and Excise is where you first came in. You're essentially yeah. immigration officer. Yep. Which is brilliant, because you've only been in Morrowind for, like, three months. Uh, there's also the Ashlanders... Of course. You can sort of join the Ashlanders you as a... sort of have to. Yeah, you become an honorary member, really. Yeah. Uh, Morag hunt... Tong you can join. Yep, Morag Tong you can join. Yep. yep. Oh, that's right. It's the Kamana Tong you can't Tung. join. Uh, Tribunal Temple. Oh, yep. Tribunal added some, yeah. Yep. I don't think that was added in Tribunal. I think that was already there. Then there are, of course, the Vampire Clans. Of course. Oh, yeah. there are, like, four if you become clans. a vampire, there's the Aonde, f- Burn, and Quora. The three clans, which are essentially copy-pasted Klalu, Redoran, and Telvani, but yeah, with, with vampires. Yep. Uh, I think that's it for the clans. Yeah. Then, I know in Blood Moon you could join the sort of well, the the mining industry. Uh, you could also join the East Empire Company. Yes. In Blood Moon. Yeah. Oh. Well, which is clearly schools? East India. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, you could. Join up with the werewolves, I believe. Mm-hmm. I believe so, yeah. yeah. There's so many Blood Moon's can... plot was so cool. Oh, god, yeah, for an expansion, especially. Yeah. This is the one, the one problem with Morrowind. It's not really a problem, because, hey, make as many characters as you like. Certain, certain factions, if you go to a certain level in them, you can't join other factions, and it'll become very readily apparent why. But make more characters. Yeah. If you, if you find yourself going, oh, I can't go down that avenue of plot anymore. Yeah. Fuck it. Mm. Go down this this avenue plot, see where it takes you, and then if you ever like start a new one, go do the things you didn't. It actually, do reminded me, even in because I I was quite a fan of House Slalu because they're in Balmora, they're a nice easy in yeah. to the kind of the game, and uh, at one point you're given a list of um, uh, no 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 higher level Slalu guys. Oh. Um, I can't remember. Like let's just say ministers who you can go and ask for quests. One of them, talk to him. Yeah, you got to be a woman to get quests off of him. Huh. Actually, it's Lalu plot. He will not give it to you if you're a guy. And in Pelagia, of all places, a little, little, you know, fort town, there is a Khajiit there who, regardless of um, faction, will give you quests. If you're a guy, hmm. you can't have it both ways. You cannot have all the content through one character. But she is brilliant, isn't she? Anassi yes. is so much fun. Her quests are fucking funny as shit they're basically moira type quests no they're not they, no to be fair they they kind of are she basically says you know that guy who's a complete fucking mentalist who will like kill everyone i found a key to break into his house go and steal all his shit and see what he does is yeah it? that sounds pretty moira ish it, it to is me. pretty moira ish yeah except moira 
It's you just you give her a free pass because she's a cat. If if Morrowind, yeah, true. <laughs> if Morrowind had like steampunk landmines, you know exactly what Anassi would be asking you to do. Oh yeah. So we've covered that there's this enormous landscape full of bizarre Gosh. outlandish things, different architecture for different regions, different races living there with a completely different feel in each area, it has oh, yeah. to be said. You feel oh, like yeah. you're moving around countries, or at least regions. Yep. There's all the houses you can join, or all the, the societies you can join. We haven't even touched on uh, alchemy, oh. uh, the fact that you can make a living from thievery. You sort of look around and go, well, none of these factions really appeal to me at the moment. Maybe I'll go do them later. You can just... Go the whole hog, see what you can make of it yourself. Uh, I remember when it first came out on the Xbox um, as a port, uh, one of the magazines basically did a rundown of like all the greatest things you could do in that game if you didn't want to join a faction or follow the main plot, mm. which were like steal every one of a certain item in the game, <laughs> um, kill every NPC in the game, there is a finite number of uh, NPC like yep. civilians and yep. all that sort of stuff. You can read kill... all the books. Read sixty novels worth of books. Yep. Kill, oh, kill man. everyone. Or, or my favorite one was just become a drug dealer. <laughs> you can become a drug dealer in Morrowind. Yeah, like the alchemy skills. Yeah. Yep. Well, this is the thing is, you, there are just drugs like yeah. skooma and moon sugar, um, but you can also like combine them if you've got a high enough mm. level of alchemy to create like sort of super narcotics. Yeah. Well, I just want to come back to that sixty novels worth of books in yeah. this game. In this game, you pick up a book off a shelf. ABC's you, The Barbarians. You investigate it. It doesn't say, this is a book. You open it, you read it. And admittedly, each book is not the length of a novel in itself. It's about, but, what, six but pages on average? Volumes one through six of Biography of Brian Zaya yeah. will take you... That's a good hour and a half of reading. Mm. And if you did take all the books, compiled them, you would have about 16 novels worth of reading oh. to do. Brief History of the Empire? Yep. Isn't? <laughs> brief it's History not of brief Time. At That's all. Yeah. five volumes as well. Um, the Stories of the... Ah, oh, the Stories of the Wolf Queen. If you ever find all of those and read them back to back, <laughs> they're a fucking great story. There's a hell of a lot of books. I've just found a list. Oh. Where ABs. were you when the dragon broke? ABCs for Barbarians. Fucking love that Confessions book. of a Skooma Addict? Yep. <laughs> Actually, just going to Jabasha's rare books in the foreign quarter of yep. Vivek and just browsing his shelves with the ordinator breathing down your neck. Because, you know, if you want to, if you go to a bookshop and just start browsing, you're not buying anything, you are just reading all the books on his shelf, there will be a copper... A copper in a really scary mask and mohawk <laughs> leaning over you. I'm watching you, scum. Outlander. Oh, the dwarven. Oh, sorry, the dwarven, the uh, dark elf voices. The I like the dark elf really voices. mean to everyone. Hello? Religious zealot police yeah. reporting. <laughs> They're basically like the Swiss Guard at the Vatican City, only with really scary masks. Protecting a living god who was built on a lie. But that might be a spoiler. The trouble with the ABCs for uh, Barbarians is it's a picture book. There's not a lot of reading going Don't on. Don't care. And it is also it. A, B, and C. None of the other letters feature. Yes. Can you remember what they were? Uh, a is for Axe? No. Oh, no, I have no idea. B is for Bungler's Bane? It is. A, I don't remember the other two. A is for and uh, Atronach. Uh, That's it. C, C is for Combury. But those other letters, they don't matter. 
Yeah, we only, well, barbarians can only handle A, B, and C. And then they just start beating people up. <laughs> they get frustrated. <laughs> so, yeah, I think we've we've done pretty well here. To we've, we've done an hour's show and not talked about the plot once, really, okay. apart from to say that we don't really need to talk about it. And that it's quite good. Yeah. Let's, let's kind of summarise. What is the appeal of Morrowind? Because each of us have a different play style. Each of us join different houses almost every time. Mm. What's the appeal you, of Morrowind? You just, you just that it. is the appeal of Morrowind. You yeah. can, that you can go to it without, no matter what your, uh, your standpoint is. You can play it any way you want. It's a different game for everyone that plays it. I mean, it's if a we're honest, yeah. the story is great. Oh, God, oh yeah. 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 Yes, yes, yes. But you can finish the main story in 20 minutes. As was shown on YouTube. If you, yes. If you basically, well, not cheat, but... Explain an alchemist. Yeah. Which is cheating by any other name. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, the game can be completed in 20 minutes, and not with any particular exploits, just really abusing the systems that are there for you. Yeah, so guys, don't do that. It's been done, so now you know you can do it. Yeah. So don't. Although that's, that feeds into why it's so good. It can be done that way. Yeah. If you are a, a speed-running, power-gaming freak... Who doesn't enjoy What are you games? looking at me for? I'm just looking around the room. All right. I, I could have equally looked at Jack. I could have looked at that mug. If you are See, you could look a power-gaming, <laughs> speed-gaming freak... <laughs> what are you talking mug. about me for? My coffee mug is an asshole. You should see the way he min-maxes characters. <laughs> oh, don't oh, get... he, he takes just after you in every RPG, then. I have never min-maxed, apart from that once in uh, Besom. Which is to be the min-maxing game. Yes. But yeah, I mean, it's no good saying it to me either, because, well, I've been playing Morrowind for, like, six years now. Mm. When, when did Morrowind come out? 2002? Morrowind I came out. Year, I'm pretty sure it's it before came out. that. Um, it came out when I was in England, so that's at least 2003. <laughs> I remember it came out when I was in England. I got it the year it came out, and I've been playing it... Since. Since. And 2002, I've... yep. Yep. Came out before I came to England, Jesus Christ. Yep, you're a liar. I, I'm uh, wrong, I'm not <laughs> a liar. It was ported to the Xbox in like 20, 2003, I think. Ah, uh, because no, I started on No, that was Xbox. 2002. Was, was it? it? Yep. Oh, wow. Okay, Jesus fucking Christ. Wow, okay, fair enough. <laughs> I'm just but a liar I've, and a I've, I've been So I've been playing it for eight years... Not once have I ever completed the main plot. <laughs> I've completed it once. Yep, same here, once. I completed the main plot once, and that was about six years in, because it was like, let's go see what this Dagoth guy is all about. Yeah, so if you're listening I'm, to I'm this... different. I, I finished the main plot once about a month in, mm -hmm. and then I've been playing it for another eight <laughs> he, years. He finished it eight years ago, and he's still playing it. That doesn't... You don't do that with games. I do. This is the, no, no, I mean, <laughs> Super uh, Mario Galaxy, as, whatever. <laughs> I mean, as a general rule of thumb, you don't you don't finish and then play it for years. Uh, that's, that's true. As that things go, true. that's you don't come to the end and then keep going. Although I did come to the end and then start new characters yeah. for eight years, which you do do. Uh, yes, <laughs> do do. <laughs> Although I am struggling to think of games of that era that I do still play regularly. Mm -hmm. Or games of I'm trying to think of any game I've finished and then kept playing for longer than sort of like two three months to get the achievements or to unlock mm. the last bits of content well there's doom which i've played pretty much consistently since it came out and i still saints, play it now saints row 2 i still play i don't yeah 
No, I, I played it through. I finished it. Oh, I'm kind of done with it. Fair enough. It was it was hilarious. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but kind of done like, with it. I like the sandbox. It basically, I just like flying around in my personal jet now. But yeah, the trouble is, I I always get the new sandbox appeals. Yeah, it's like how I don't play the old GTA games anymore because I've but got totally GTA Four. Yeah, but occasionally go back and play the old GTA games, like yeah, one or two. Occasionally, not much, yeah. but yeah, but, yeah. Morrowind, Morrowind has you, that staying you'll, power. You'll be playing it for decades. Uh, well, yeah, what we've just said there is the only game we can equate it to in how much you play it is Doom. Uh, that's that's not that's not weak praise. Not really. Yeah. To say this is as, as imagine, staying as imagine, Doom. I'm just thinking, now that they are, you know, it's Bethesda now, because they have combined. <laughs> imagine Doom with plot. Yeah. Oh my god, you've just described Fallout. No. No, you haven't. And, no. Uh, wait, can we cut but that? That Hopefully, was dumb. possibly Rage. Yeah. 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 Hopefully. But that's that's <laughs> doom with plot and cars. And then you went to hell. <laughs> Somehow. And then there was a cake. <laughs> that can't and be then good. Dwayne the Rock Johnson was there. Was he a voice actor in it? No, well, he, he was, was in, in the, the movie. movie. Oh, of course he was. I'd f- actually blocked that movie out. And <laughs> for a long time it was like, oh, he's the Doom Marine. He's the main character. No, and then they went, Urban. what a twist. And ah. Oh. I don't remember anyone ever saying he was the main character. Uh, it was it was certainly strongly hinted. Just for the fact that he was, I'm the big bad guy, rah, 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 look at me, I'm so fucking tough, I'm the Doom Marine. And then he gets the line, this isn't supposed to happen to me, shortly before he's gribbled. Spoiler warning, Doom's a shit movie. <laughs> Doom First person mode in a fucking film! Yeah, it was actually, that was the best bit of the film. And that wasn't, it was retarded! It was think, the best think, bit of the just film. Just think, that was going to be all of it. Anyway. Anywho. I think... The fact that we've gone off talking about the Doom movie oh, God, is, yeah. is a very good sign that we're done. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Morrowind so is never done. Morrowind is never done. There is always something left. To be fair, there's always something left to go and explore, and if there isn't, download some mods, go and explore them. That is oh, you, shit, you the mod community. It's worth mentioning, this is a hugely modifiable game. They, it, they packaged it with its own construction kit. Yep. Uh, so With a spare copy so you could give it to your friends. The mods run from... The obvious here is a ring that conveys god mode and infinite magicka and fucking everything. And to complete plots. To complete, complete plots. plots, yeah. To here is here is a house. Yep. Down by Vivek, there's your own house. Here there's, is a race. Uh, yep, here's a whole new race you can play as dwarves or trolls or... Halflings? Yeah. Very good halfling mod out there, yeah. actually. Uh, mod um, mod. To the ridiculous <laughs> things like the Mog mod or the Boba Fett armor. Yep. Uh, Predator armor. Yep. Um, so you, people that follow you round, yeah, oh, that's true, and they can be pack animals. You Pilings, can have pack them animals. carry things or fight for you. And, and unfortunately, you know the usual tropes of you know RPG things. Where you got hirelings, pack animals, or download a girlfriend. Yeah, I lolled so hardly. Wait, what? Well, this the, <laughs> on the mod page thing. There are things of things that can follow you round. Yeah. So you can have hirelings if you want, like a a sorceress follow you round, a yeah. summoner, um, a warrior. A pack or a girlfriend Breton version, or a girlfriend Lara Croft version. <laughs> oh, that's worse. Um, I'm sad. There's yeah. also one that adds whores. No! Which I like to think they were just skipping past that in Fallout when one of the first people you meet is just a whore. Yeah. And it's like, there you go, get it out your system. system. You don't need to mod that in. <laughs> We've added it for you in the start of the game. Now, 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 shut up and leave us alone. There is a strip club in Morrowind. 
Yep. I only know this because I went in there and stole a guitar and ran away. That's where the halls oh, yeah. are in the, uh, in this in the modern is... version. Anyway. Um, went in, stole a guitar, ran away All laughing. I can hear is rustling. Uh, anyway. <laughs> I am in a realm of eternal rustling. Listeners may not be aware that my living room is also my kitchen. Which is also <laughs> you live your... in a strange house. It's also too. your library. It is also my library. Which is yes. also your painting room. Shut your face. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> Morrowind. It's also your gaming room. Morrowind is an incredibly open-ended, incredibly rich RPG that has a universal seal of approval from us. Oh yeah, so universal. It is available Orf, on Orf. Steam. It is. It, it is. It is. It is. So go and get what, it on six ninety nine or something like that. Crazy. Oh, probably well, it's probably cheaper at the moment because we've talked about it. So now there'll be a sale. Uh, on. Yeah. Uh, so go go forth, make merry also, in the world oblivion. of Morrowind. It's not it's not as good, but it's prettier. It's, that is true. Ah, see now, I will stand by. Oblivion is a a better game. Yep, but which one are you going to have more fun with? I think Morrowind is a more rounded experience and certainly yep. more fun in the long run. I'm going to, you know what? I just like to, I, I do not edit out the bit where he said it's a better experience. It's a more rounded experience. I'm not, I'm leaving that in, don't worry. Good, because I'm going to need to like keep that on like a little button that I can press when I, when we do the path review. <laughs> and, he, and he calls me on bullshit for saying it's not a game, it's an experience. It's not a good experience. <laughs> now that I hate the path, uh, I think we should, we can call it there. Yep. So, <laughs> this, this has been, been well done stage one. I have been Simon. I have been the Nerevar. God. I have been Troy. Dagoth Troy. <laughs> Dagoth. <laughs> That was World 1 Stage 1. Visit our website at world1stage1.com. Join our forum, send us an email, or follow us on Twitter at W1S1. And, of course, our thanks go to Power Glove for our theme tune. And now, for those listeners still with us, it's time for a World 1 Stage 1 bonus. Whilst, as we mentioned, the original recording of this episode is lost forever... My microphone worked fine throughout, which means I have managed to salvage Troy's original reaction to Bayonetta. Now, apologies for the sound quality, this is heavily compressed, but I thought it was just too good to lose. Bayonetta. Ah! That's so dumb! There you go, grinding his teeth at the sound of it. Uh, I think we found his gaming nemesis. I enjoy Bayonetta. Ah, you don't! I do! You enjoy women in leather! That too. There we go! I can enjoy both of them. No, you can't! I totally can. There's only one good thing and... No, she's she's so weird! She's not a woman! No, her legs are like twice the size of her torso! Ah! The levels may have gone off the chart with that one, but fucking hate Bayonetta! So yes, Troy doesn't have a gaming nemesis. Uh, Jack- well, that was my suggestion, so <laughs> funny enough, that, that reaction from Troy was my nemesis, Bayonetta.